Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Buckler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we have plenty of things to talk to you about today. But first, let's tell you what's going on here at Light Gray Art Lab. Um, we have just what couple more weeks one more yeah just two more weeks of the guts exhibition um so if you guys haven't heard about that yet it is a 60 person art exhibition that features all sorts of originals and prints um from artists around the world including lana crooks who's our guest artist um she has an entire collection of felted and handmade skeletons so all sorts of really fun stuff and then all the other artwork is inspired by the insides of things so very scientific yeah, so lots of technology, lots of biology, all uh, metaphors and physical things yes. alike. Yes, so that's on display and on the online shop through May 15th. Um, and if you haven't heard yet, um, we actually have launched just a week ago a two-and-a-half-day workshop with Tegan White coming up here in just a couple months. So if you'd like to stop by and draw, explore, go to beautiful Lake Maria State Park with us, um, Tegan's coming to lead this awesome workshop where she's talking about what it's like to kind of build two different sides of your brand and also to kind of explore while you're doing that. So all the information for that is on shop.lightgrayartlab.com. And uh, yeah, what else is going on? So we have a game night coming up. It's going to be on May 14th. Yep, which is different than I think we might have said last week because I forgot that we had to <laughs> skip that week. So it's May 14th. It's Thursday, May 14th from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. And the theme is master plan. Oh, so it's going to be all about executing your master plans in grand strategy and cooperative games. So all sorts of master plans being executed upon. That's awesome. You know what other master plan we have going on right now? We have planning. We have we have planning. We have been planning an yeah. epic new show that's coming up here that I believe Jenny can talk a little bit about. But yes. So we have our next exhibition opening on May 22nd. It's from 7 to 10 p.m. It starts off with a giant lecture and artist talk with Sam Bosma. Um, Sam is a New York-based illustrator and comic artist. He does all sorts of really fun projects, backgrounds, editorial things. Um, so he's going to be coming for the weekend, and there'll be his artist talk followed by the exhibition opening and meet and greet. Um, the Iceland it's the Iceland Residency Exhibition, and it's featuring 14 artists' work um, and collections of pieces all about and inspired by the Iceland Residency from 2014. So, I'm having of- like <laughs> serious like wanderlust moments as all the artwork comes in, and I'm just like, oh my god, wish I could be there. It's yeah, all so sorts it's of lots moss. of beautiful illustrations and drawings and sketches from the project and mm-hmm. things like that. So. I think we have this this very exploratory year um, setting up for us. And so we have lots of stuff coming up that's all about getting out in the field and experiencing nature and uh, just being out of the basement. So, <laughs> not right now. Yeah, not right now. No, now we're in the basement. But um, besides all that stuff, uh, we were talking a little bit about this topic, which I think is pretty close to our hearts. Um The other day, to kind of start this off, I had a conversation with my product design class where we sort of were comparing and contrasting potential creative lifestyles. And this was specific to product design. And so every year I talk about like why a person would want to start to set up their creative business in a certain way. And most of my information compares and contrasts things like how much time do you spend creating when you're in-house versus a freelancer? 
versus a licensed artist. You mm-hmm. know, how does your money come in? What type of schedule? How do you have to invoice things? Um, you know, in house versus freelance versus licensed artist versus pattern house. You know, and so we kind of go through the same list of topics, everything from like ownership of artwork to who controls like the creative content to, you know, what kinds of, you know, collaborations do you have to go through in each of these positions? And it's very interesting. I think a lot of times I get um, sort of like a combination of stares during this talk. Every time I give it, um, people sort of look up from their computers and they look very serious when I'm going through these different options. And the reason why I go through this big grid of information is to give people sort of my perspective, um, having been an in-house creative person, a freelancer, a licensed artist, and somebody who's worked for a pattern house or a collective, like kind of giving them sort of like a little bit of insight or a tiny bit of perspective, you know, Um, just what it was like and what things what quantity of things and whatever, what kind of organization it was so that when they make their decisions as they build their own creative lifestyles, that they can kind of think about what's most important to them. And I think about priorities a little bit, um, like what's most important to you, making art or making money or, you know, spending time collaborating or not or whatever, you know, everybody's got like a different kind of priority, but it's always a really serious conversation. And I think, I enjoy having this talk to people in the BFA program because, of course, they're at like a pivotal position to start a creative career. No baggage, pretty much, you know, no work. I mean, they're worried, you know, like everybody's (laughs) worried, but they're not like dragging a bunch of other kinds of stuff around with them yet, if ever. Um, And so it's kind of a nice place to start planning. Right. I mean, they are at the very, very beginning of their journey. Yeah. Even though they've been journeying for 20 some years, but really they're at the beginning of Of their career. Yeah. So when we were talking about all this stuff, I was sitting there thinking like, it's hard to have perspective of like what you really want to do. And unless somebody really spells it out for you about why success happens for some people or doesn't happen for some people. And I always thought this talk was kind of interesting because my vision of success is a match between your capabilities, your interests, and like your pace, I guess, you know, like if you can find something you're good at that you like to do and that you can do it at a pace that satisfies you, I suppose money would be a good thing that gets stuck in there too, you know, um, then you would probably find the magical combination of being successful, you know? Um, I think what's hard is that we've talked about this before, and I'm not really talking about marketing in this conversation, but you know when you see people online mm-hmm. and you're like, man, that person just doing everything all the time and it's perfect. Like their subject matter fits with like the jobs they get and it fits with like the exposure that they're getting and it's just this perfect match with that person. Yeah. A lot of times you don't really take into consideration that that may be the perfect lifestyle for that person sitting at home making art all day or like doing a ton of marketing or working in house. Like, like inherently with every single one of us, we have preferences of what is like our ideal situation. Right. And sometimes people are really lucky or they've worked really hard to get to a place where their ideal matches with what they're actually doing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So if you can get to that point, 
then you have reached like possibly maybe one of your ultimate successful points, right? So a student asked me after I was done with this conversation, she's just like, you make it seem like it's really easy just to pick, just to like pick any choices that you could, you could have. And she actually said something like, you know, it's almost like there's a big bowl of candy out in front of you. You can pick, you know, pick if you're a freelancer, you can pick if you're an in-house person, you can pick if you're a licensed artist. Mm -hmm. And she's like, is it really like that? And she kind of gave me a skeptical look. She's like, is it really like that? And then I paused for a second and I was like, I feel like there is a lot of, there are a lot of choices that you can make and there are struggles that people have and there are boosts that people get and there are random things that happen that sometimes like get in the way. But for the most part, I do believe that if you have a little bit of perspective of what that lifestyle is really like and you actually go for it, you have a pretty good chance of doing some version of it. Right. That's my belief. Yeah. Do you feel, and I guess this is what I'm going to ask you guys, do you feel like that's true? Well, I teach the same class and I went through the same presentation basically. Um, and when I do that, it's not that you can choose from that candy bucket the minute that you want to. It's not like, okay, I graduated. Now I'm going to pick licensed artist. And that's what I am. Here's my schedule and my money and my everything you know, marketing and all the everything yeah. on that grid. Um, I But I think that you definitely have agency over which direction you're going to head. And the purpose of kind of going over all of these things was to set targets and goals and um, just just knowledge about what is possible and for instance, if you didn't go over these things, and I mean, our class is all about, you know, product design, um, potential, potential um, licensing, all sorts of different things more than just Here's illustration or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, let's say you didn't take our class at all, then you might be like, okay, well, I have an illustration major. I can do freelance editorial because that's what illustration is, right? Or whatever. That, children's books. Children's books, something like that. Um, so I think just lining up options and mm-hmm. outlining exactly what they consist of is just so people can kind of set a goalpost somewhere and say, well, ultimately I think I would like to be an in-house designer someplace because the it things that are important lifestyle. to me, yeah, yeah, the things that are important to me is like uncluttered tax life, which is a big thing. It's I mean, a big it, thing. it can yeah. kill people. I mean, taxes, having to do <laughs> I feel like I taxes. do taxes every day of my life. And you, uh. and you might, but you're not drowning. But there's some people who do just like get so overwhelmed that it wrecks their life. So I think yeah. taxes, considering if you're able to handle, you know, saving your own money, putting aside things, invoicing putting aside your stuff. invoicing your stuff, yeah. putting aside, um, you know, retirement funds, all that kind of thing. If you feel like you're able and up for that, then that's great. But some people just are not. Um, yeah. and getting well, a W2, I was telling the students, I was like, this job, you know, like in-house gives you a W2. You guys have probably dealt with W2s and you probably hate them, but consider yourself lucky because those are the <laughs> easiest thing you could ever possibly get. You and, get one you know, yeah. and you're like, I've already paid my taxes. Um, no one's going to try and get me now. So I think, yeah, <laughs> but I think generally what I'm trying to say is that it's not like a candy thing where you just go up and take it, but you see which candy is available. It's like, it's more like at the... Chuck E. Cheese, 
or showbiz oh, pizza, whatever you, grabs? yeah, it's no, not a claw. Well, maybe a claw grab, but I was oh. thinking the, <laughs> Your the it's like the gift area. And then oh, this one's a thousand tickets and this one's 15,000 tickets or whatever. And, and you're like choosing what you're going to be going for. And then you go after the skee ball machine and start winning tickets because that's what you're working towards. Cause you see like, that's the ultimate. I like that. It, I like that. It, what is that analogy or metaphor? Yeah. I like it. So yeah. that's cool. Well, um, I think it's yeah. unique to see all of the, like, for example, product design jobs laid out in a giant grid like that. Cause I don't think it's often like dissected in a way that you can comprehend like this equals this lifestyle this means that I will be doing this sort of thing um like I was just flashing back to high school like I had a really they had a really strong arts program and my art teacher was incredible and so a lot of the people in my portfolio class went on to art schools and then after he retired nobody was really like coming out of the program with a strong portfolio or wanting to pursue art and I don't think it's reflective of like less people being creative I just think it's they don't have the like instruction or they don't see the potential that like somebody might ignite in somebody and so presenting like a graph or a grid that shows them exactly what they're looking for so they don't have to like poke around after school they can kind of see right then and there like maybe my lifestyle is more fitting for freelance or maybe my lifestyle's would be less hectic if I just had a regular job, things like that, where people can then like choose right off the bat so they're not floundering for a while, you know? Yeah. Know. So maybe that is helpful or maybe it like gives them something to work towards. Well, I think sometimes it, like the whole reason why I made that grade in the first place was that I wish somebody would have told me that, like what it was really like, because I probably would have ended up where I, where I am today a lot quicker if I knew what I was trying to shoot for. Right. right. But at it's the kind same of like... time now you have those other things that you're telling people about. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think I had to go through them. Somebody else asked me the question. They're just like, how do you have the clients that you have right now? And I said, to tell you the truth, like a lot of them were people I used to work with, like work with when I had a full-time job that when they left, they went somewhere else and they remembered me and then they would call me up and and I think just like time and exposure to other people sometimes is a really wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, anytime you say that to somebody and you're like, well, it's who you know. And you don't say it like that because everybody kind of thinks like, oh, yeah, you, you just like schmooze with a right. bunch well, of people. Well, when you say it's who you know, that makes it sound like some sort of club or something you get yeah, into. Yeah, like you got to. Like it's who you know. But it's just it's just relationships built by doing your job. And the more you do jobs the more people you will know and the more access to other things you have and yeah it kind of well like, it makes sense if you right. if, but it's not like you go to a thing and, and it's not like you get access like to some and you pet everybody's head and you're, and like, you're, like, you're like yeah. hey what's up yeah no <laughs> we know each other let's put our <laughs> secret rings together and click them around or whatever <laughs> i wish i had a secret ring but i i feel like like it you know you like and i'm very careful not to say it like that like it's who you know because it's not I mean, it's true, but it's not true in some cases. I mean, it's not everything. It's definitely not everything. Nobody just like shows up and is just like, I know you have this opportunity, you know. But I did tell her when she was asking me, I was just like, but it sure helped. Sure helped to go have my first job be at a place where I met a lot of people and learned a lot of things from them. Mm -hmm. And then when they left, then they went and they did their own things. And then they just remembered people that you know, might 
help in their new jobs or something. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it, it, and, and again, that's sort of like that building block mentality too. It's like you, your first job was not the job you ultimately wanted to have for the rest of your life. No. But some people have their sights on the end of that chart, like the ultimately, you know, what it's like to be the n- number one most famous licensed artist in the world or something like that. And they don't, and that's sort of like their goal. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if you're just starting out and you don't have experience, you just are like, okay, what's the quickest path to get to that goal instead of seeing like the foundation laid or the footpath laid out before you. And it's like, you know, it's like the baby step of getting a job that is not your number one. Well, yeah, that's another thing. And then that leads to a better thing and that leads to a better thing. And then eventually it extrapolates out to wherever you might end up. Hopefully. I feel like it's like tasting food for the first time. You know, you have no idea what you like until you've actually like tried stuff. Like when you're a baby and you're like, mm, graham crackers. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Or like, you know, or like like Francesca had sushi for the first time when she was like a sophomore at, in college. And then she liked it. But there are like some things you just, you kind of are like, oh, of course, I'm ne- I, I would never apply for a graphic design thing because I just hate graphic design. You know, I, I hear that one a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, are you sure you know what graphic design is? Because I feel like that if you tried it, you probably wouldn't feel that way. You know, it seems like a pretty large swath of things to hate. Just well, that, design yeah, well, that's a weird example. But that's I mean, there's stuff like that that happens. And when I was talking to those guys, I was just saying like and this this comes to the core of this conversation that I want to ask you guys about. Like, I feel like most of the reasons why things don't pan out is because a like that thing that you just said about expecting the perfect version of it just to show up at your doorstep and just be like, I chose license start. Why isn't all the stuff fitting here? Like people's expectations of what they're going to get immediately are way off, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're unwilling. Like, I guess B is the second one as a combo, but like B they're unwilling to consider trying some stuff and seeing what they can learn from it yes and like what i we were having a conversation like me and the the first person that asked me that question and i was like you know the biggest thing that i think people should do is just like don't be so picky at first you know right like set your priorities still in in learning what is available (laughs) you know and then if you don't like it do something else like yeah. in two months or whatever. I think people are always, whatever, always you know? under the impression that if they take a job, that's what they have to do. And then I'm always just like, just take a job while you're looking quit. for another job. And then yeah. you can always leave that job. Yeah. But at least you're doing something. And it's kind and of like, learning. and I think I know I have known people who have fallen in the gap of thinking they're kind of above everything. And then all of a sudden, before they know it, they have like a five year gap of any real experience on their resume or something like that and then they're like "Uh oh now whatever i want to do you know uh they're they're asking like what was i doing for all this time and 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 i don't have anything really to tell them besides holding out for my dream job (laughs) so like okay so why do you think people do that why do you think people hold out for a perfect one you think it's to save face um oh, like, i think something i've you know they're like looking to be i think it is the coolest like i said fear of being stuck in a job maybe you think so i think some people feel like that they feel like every day they're doing a job that's not their dream job you ever feel like that um <laughs> is this your dream job mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot chris uh, 
Yeah, I need I mean, to make I, a perspective. I, I don't think for I feel also. like that. No, <laughs> I feel like whatever I'm doing, I'm always. It's never the end. I don't have. I don't think I have like a dream job. See, and, and I you can always ask, ask me too. what's my dream job, and yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, it depends on the time. My dream like, job is a what mix. What do you want to do? You know, like what do you care about? I know it changes. Mm-hmm. And it probably changes based on whatever I'm doing now. It's probably something else. So okay. So. <laughs> You're like, well, not this, that's for sure. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like I asked you the other day and I said, you know, what comforts me is a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or a 25-year plan. Like that's comforting. And then you said, plan. I don't know if I can think past a year. Yeah, no, it's hard. Don't you it's... have like a Jenny life plan? can go from one year to a hundred years. She's like, in one year, I hope to have a new cat. And then, well, you wouldn't have a cat. You are no, that's cats. me, Chris. Yeah. yeah. And then in a hundred years, I hope to be buried someplace nice. And then those are your two plans. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. I have, I have ideas of like places that I want to go and I have ideas of different... Like lifestyle things? Yeah, like lifestyle things, different projects I want, but I don't think about like in five years, I hope that like my house isn't falling apart or whatever. Like I, I don't think of like a dream job in the same way that a lot of people do. And maybe that is because my skill set and like the things that I work on are not necessarily like direct translations into lots of jobs. You know, it's very specific and like uh, sort of niche in an art field. And so it's not necessarily something that like I would look out and see all the perspective opportunities and think of all the things that I could do. Um, like I could probably do lots of them, but it's not yeah. necessarily like a direct translation. From that makes sense. We were like, yeah, like, 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 I don't even know, like senior sales manager. Everybody kind of knows what that is. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a very vague thing. So I, I don't have, know. you know, lots I can get what that is. Skills I know what that, that is. could be applied, but it's not like the title that I have is applied widely across lots of things like when you are listing out all the different options of product design, that's like everything. That's like designing yeah. like a napkin to like working yeah. in a giant industry. Well, that's the reason why I do that grid is like not because I'm like, you want to make stationery. I'm like, you can make stationery in any one of these options. Mm -hmm. But what really matters is like how you spend your time. When Kelly Seesmeyer was here two years ago, we did a big goal setting workshop and we mm -hmm. said, okay, well, like think about how life snowballs and think about, well, if I did this project after it was over, what would that lead me to do next knowing what I know now? And then if I did that project, what is the potential for the next one? We kind of had this big like talk about it. And I think when I think about what is important on the day to day, like I'm just going to list a couple things that are important to me. I cats, cats are important. <laughs> As a priority. These poor dogs. Lattes. These lattes are important. <laughs> dogs are somewhere on there too. These nice old dogs. Um, Chris is probably there. Jenny's probably there. Francesca's probably there. My parents are there. Okay. So that's a list of things I like. <laughs> but then like for a day-to-day -day, like lifestyle type thing, um, the pace to get a lot of things done quickly is important to me. That is sort of a nebulous weird thing. The second thing that's important to me is being able to decide when for the most part, I'm going to work on things during that day. Like the flexibility of mushing my hours around to when it makes the most sense. That is important, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then the third thing is like an outlet to have both like challenges to solve and ways 
to be ridiculous. That's important. <laughs> you know, you know? way can I be ridiculous? And then yeah. Just like, here's some nice clown pants. Yeah, here's a... <laughs> I, have, I, I don't have clown pants. I have... Okay. So, <laughs> but, you know, but I feel like... I feel like those are really important. If I think about, like, the grand scheme of life, if if I did anything, if my projects changed, but those three things stayed the same, I would probably still be happy. Right. And I feel like those those are my priorities much more than the kind of project I'm doing at that day because my tastes change and things change. And you, asked, I told you the other day I was sitting down here in the basement and I was freezing to death because it's zero degrees down here. And I said, Chris, I am so bored. And you said, what did you say? Would you rather be bored and making money <laughs> or being not bored and not making any money? And I said, that is a good point. And I thought about it for a second. Right. You I, were bored because we were trying to do actual client work and not, not fantasy something time. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I was solving some challenges at that time. It's just I didn't want to do it at that moment. Right. And it, yeah. Yeah. But, but I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yes, <laughs> I need this money to live, so I should probably be more excited about it. And he, although I did not get more excited about it at the moment, I got excited about it yesterday. And I did a bunch of it yesterday. But when you when you said that, I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I know that these things go hand in hand, and that's just like part of this lifestyle that I think is important. You know, helping helping solve a challenge happens, even though it's boring sometimes. That's fine, you know. Right. So, okay, so here's a question for you guys. If you had to think about your priorities, and even if you don't know what you're doing 5 or 10 or 25 years from now, what would your lifestyle priorities be? Um, like, you know how I just kind of said yeah. my well, weird ones? Well, I think, like, daily, I also like to get a lot of things done. Like, I love, like, running through a checklist and being like, that was awesome. I also like feeling relaxed, which doesn't always go hand in hand. Like I like feeling, that's why I like getting a coffee and going on a walk and things like that because it feels like you're being a person and you're enjoying things like coffee and walking. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really nice. I also like creative challenges or trying to figure stuff out. Uh, I like traveling or, I don't know, going outside of your element, but I don't necessarily have anything like super big that has to happen every day or i'm incomplete you know what about you um I don't, i'm not sure if i have a list like that i feel like and i know that you feel this way too is the things that i'm kind of sure are things that i don't want to cut out if that makes sense yeah like i don't know what i want necessarily all the time but i kind of like if you ask me what uh, you're like well can we live without this and then i'm like mm, no and so as an example, like I'm not that crazy about travel. Like I don't like thinking about it coming up when it's happening. I'm fine with it, but I don't like planning for it. I don't, I'm not like in love with it the way some people are where they're like, if I'm not traveling, I'm not living, you know, or whatever, which is a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and then you're like, and it stresses me out. And then you're like, well, okay, well you can just not go. And as soon as you say that I can't, then I'm like, oh, why? I probably should because who knows? I mean, it's a thing where it's like, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what, you know, you guys might go to Everest Space Camp without me. And then who knows what that will lead to that I won't be a part of. Well, when you, I mean, that's the thing that I think you're always good about is like when you're there, it's all good. 
it's just the leading up to it part where you're like shuffling life right. around. And then even when it's not good, that's still, in hindsight, that's even better sometimes, like we said. Uh, when like, travel is not good? Like yeah. it gives you good Like some of my mo- f- f- favorite memories of traveling is like thinking about Francesca marching up a hill in a Iceland in the pouring rain and her just Francesca. like with her hair just like <laughs> matted and pouring orange her just being so angry and <laughs> and I don't know I mean it's like things like that or the time we couldn't find a place to stay and we couldn't eat anything we ended up eating like an orange and a can of paste that was the worst <laughs> thing I don't even know what it was but we um, did do that and we okay. had to use a you had to like use a can top as a knife yeah, we, I was we didn't unprepared. Even have any silver, <laughs> anything? So, um, I mean, so even when things don't go great, as long as they're not, I mean, even the time where I got yeah. horribly ill under a bridge, <laughs> in hindsight, Chris is had funny. Percent poop on a rock <laughs> under a bridge in a farmer's field, <laughs> and then we were like, "I hope nobody drives up this road." Yes. So that was awful at the time, but in hindsight, I mean, that's like what makes, that's, I I feel like that, that makes things all the more special. Cause if you're just like, what a great time we, I mean, I think that's why when people are like, I sat on a beach and just enjoyed the sun. I'm like, what a horrible time. Like that is not even a memory. That's like no memory. It should be adventurous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I agree with that. So, I mean like, so, so So what is important, I guess? Well, oh, yeah. that's why I don't know until you tell me I can't have it. And then I decide that <laughs> you're like, that's that the moment. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, no more hot dogs. And then you're like, hot dogs every day. Yeah, hot dogs every day. So, um, I mean, I think that just in general, I think that having my options open is nice for me. Um, I don't mind structure, but also there's a lot of weird randomness that I kind of end up doing. And um, I appreciate being able to do that. So I think the freelance lifestyle and and kind of that schedule works out for how random everything that we do is yeah um i mean i I think a lot of that too is like if and this is a different topic but for the one second that i'm gonna talk about it i mean i think that's probably why the three of us work really well together is that like Jenny and I share a lot of like the actual like immediate interests of doing specific things. And then Chris, you're just so go with the flow that you're like, whatever. And then you will help and then you will enjoy it once you're doing it. Right. And that's always been my personality. I am go with the flow and I don't really want to do anything, but I don't want to be left out of anything either. So (laughs) which works out great. If you leave it up to me, I will just not do anything because I don't want to. Yeah. So, but I think that, I mean, I think that's why some things happen, you know, it's, I I was just thinking about this big life goal thing and I, we were talking about this before we started the podcast and I said, well, why do you think people just, just, you know, they see all these options and they see the potential and they see the possibilities and then they just don't do anything. Well, do you think it's also like baffling to look at all the possibilities and be like, pick one of these and this is your path probably and also to not have like a roadmap to that thing i think it's stifling if you don't know you say pick one of these and it's so far off that you don't know ultimately what they're going to lead to and then you're just like well i don't want to pick one because it could be awful or it could be good i don't know yeah Um, no I, i think that probably is it for a lot of people they're like i see you saying words but i have no idea what that means right and yeah. and a lot of times 
we talk to people about all sorts of things in our workshops and our classes in just people who ask for assistance or who just happen or stop by or whatever. Yeah. And there's some people that when you tell them about the options, they get excited and you tell them about the steps they can take, they get excited because they have concrete steps to take. They're like, cool, next thing. But then there's also people who you tell them about that and you can see a look come over them where they're thinking like, this is more than I thought it was going to be or I'm not sure about what I want to be doing. And it's like a look where they're like, hmm. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't, you know, like if, if they honestly ask a question, like, what are the steps I can take to do get into this industry or get into this project or complete this goal or something like that you can say well here's what i recommend doing at the beginning yeah and sometimes people are like oh yeah definitely and then there's other people who are like cricket cricket (laughs) do you think it's also because the steps are like more abstract they are abstract make five of these things uh sometimes they're pretty specific like that Okay. Well, I wasn't sure. Like if you I were going to tell somebody. Like, ide- like create an identity for yourself. And then you're like, <gasps> I don't have mean? an identity. Well, if you like, for <laughs> instance, if somebody asks how they were going to get into licensing, you might be able to give them exact things that they would put in a portfolio for yeah. licensing or yeah. something yeah. like that. First step, portfolio. Well, licenses. but it's a big ball to get rolling. But it is it is a concrete thing yes. that mm-hmm. you can check off a list and do. So it's not like that abstract. There are rules. Abstract. Yeah. There are yeah. things. Yeah. Um, I do think that it is hard when you start to compare those other priorities, like I was saying, like life priorities, like doing some crazy things and doing some challenges or whatever, you know, like if you can't see how that fits in with the stuff that you've already put on your number one priority, I can see why people do the the look mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, this is like a totally different thing. I don't, I don't even know if I have time to digest this. Do you think that some people do better in an environment where they are specifically like, here are your tasks, this, 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 this. And other people are like, you could do this or this or this, and it could lead to these things. And the potential is like this. And then they kind of just figure it out themselves. Do you feel like people, that there are two very different kinds of ways of of existing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that we are an example of that. I think that you are in the second category and I, I want the list to <laughs> do. Does it is it comforting for you to have a list? Um I don't know. It just Or is, just less stressful. It's just easier to manage and, and think about in my head and and if I have something I'm supposed to be doing, I can just sit down and do it and I don't have to I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, I, I asked because I was, I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, so I had this big talk again with everybody in product design class and I said, well, it also depends on how much ownership you want over your future. Yeah. My dad has this saying and I've said it a billion times, but there are no company goals. There's just individual goals that are in line with each other, you know, and I believe it. I feel like if you team up with people that have really similar things that they're into or it just fits with their lifestyles. And I'm sure you guys can do like a ton of different cool things together. If you got all sorts of different goals, nobody's going to go anywhere, you know, but like, do you ever feel like some people don't really want to have that sky's the limit option? They just want a thing. They don't care really what that thing is as much as long as they have a thing to do. They'll embrace whatever slot that they have like gone into. And that's kind of like 
I don't know. I think a lot of people have that mind frame where they're not like, I want to be the best that's ever lived at this thing. I just want to do it. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. You know, I think that's totally fine. And that's, I think it relates back to personality types. Yeah. Do you think it's just, it's just easier to understand the parameters and how to be good at that thing too? Like Uh, say, for example, there was an open position at a company and they said, okay, we need you to make a whole line of product and we need to find a bunch of artists that would be good at this. That's your job. I think in a lot of ways, like if somebody gave that to me, I'd be like, cool, I'm going to find the best artist, the best collection. I'm going to try and be like the best version of this challenge that somebody has given me. And that would be kind of like how I would how I would see it. You know, mm-hmm. I've got something to prove, I guess. Do yeah. you feel like a lot of people feel like they, they're like, all right, cool, time to conquer this. I think that not every job necessarily has a ultimate goal of that. I mean, that's a pretty creative job. So yeah. if it was if it was like enter this data, maybe yeah. you could be like, I'm going to enter this data the fastest I possibly can or the most so, accurate I possibly can. Okay, you know what? In that situation, here's how I would handle that. I'd be like, I need to make a better system for how to enter this data. That is exactly <laughs> where my brain would go. I'd be like, okay, I could do it this way. And this is probably why I can't work for anybody else. (laughs) But I'd be like, your way is okay. However, I know there's got to be a better way. So let's figure this out. And I would probably stop entering my data. Yeah, and I was going to say, meanwhile, this pile of data gets bigger and bigger as you work on a system to make your (laughs) point for person more efficient. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm like, it's a pretty good example of how my brain works with that. I'd be like, okay, all right. I know I got these things to do, but there's probably a better way to do them. Mm -hmm. Like... And then other people would be like, I'm just, I just have to do a good job with the situation that I've got, which is probably in a lot of ways more efficient, you know? I mean, I think having pride in your job, no matter what it is, is probably a way to not be bored and, and not be unhappy. Yeah. yeah. I used to work landscaping and even though my boss threatened to kill us with a chainsaw <laughs> and all that kind of thing, he was yeah. incredibly passionate. Um, passionate and incredibly considerate of like the details and the craftsmanship. Yeah. And I think even, you know, it's kind of all jobs have an, a craftsmanship aspect where, you know, just the fine details and making sure you are doing quality work. It's um, the integrity. Yeah, it's your, the integrity. Your own integrity. And yeah. we were digging holes and, you know, a lot of it was actually doing like floral arrangements and stuff like that in people's gardens and, and gardens. But it was actually like making sure the way that you laid the plastic Um, before you put in rocks or some sort of other chip or something like that and the way you cut the plastic to let the plants through that that they wouldn't come back in three years and be like now my garden's all weedy because we did the plastic right and so he would double check and triple check everything like that to make sure that these high school or early college kids were not were actually considerate about people's yards and how they would look in three to five years or whatever you know so Mm -hmm. um I mean, that's a job where it is a manual labor job, but there definitely was, there was people who did it poorly and sloppily, and there was people who took care and time and made sure they did a good job. And I think the amount of effort you put in probably changed the perspective you had about the job, about how boring or menial or exciting or important it actually was. So let's talk about that for a second, too. One of the big things that I get hung up on all the time is because I'm because I have some weird obsession with five years, ten years out. 
I'm constantly reassessing things as if there is a magical next step thinking about how that is going to get bigger or cooler or more refined or something like that. And there, I've had a conversation with you, Jenny, about like, Mm -hmm. if I'm stuck in the nuances, I can never think big picture about some stuff. And it's very hard to pull myself away from like managing the details, for example, of production files or like, you know, making sure, I don't know, our napkins are in it order back here in the basin well, may, i mean maybe that's why i have a hard time thinking out like past year because i am stuck in the nuances i'm like what's the name of this piece and how what like what size is going to be printed at and did this artist like ship whatever to us you know yeah i think it's difficult to think big picture when you're stuck in what's happening this second it's hard and like that example that chris was saying too about that guy being like i am going to make sure that my customer is like see the effort that I'm putting in that it actually mm-hmm. is a good quality item like all that stuff makes sense what I always have trouble with especially with a small business small creative business too is that like like because you're in charge of your integrity and your craftsmanship but you're also in charge of like growing your business I mean so for some people growth is not really a thing they care about maybe refining is a thing they care about for mm-hmm. other people growth is like the main deal or they want to, like, I say this all the time, I would love to find some extra time in a day to do something, but I also know that the bigger or more complex things get, the more you have to manage and the more you have to spend time on that. So I'm just constantly stuck thinking about this limbo of, like, you know, when I think about my big creative life goals, like, how do you know when you're transitioning to a next step, and how do you know what to let go of in order to 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 do something else like i ask you all the time like jenny what would happen if we hired another person what would you be willing to give up so that you could move on yeah and i know our conversation goes in a giant spiral (laughs) but you know i'm like you know what i would be willing to give up this 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 and this but i'd have to know that you know somebody else is either taking care of something or owning this new section or something like that. right it's hard to give up it's very hard but it's hard to it's hard to move on if you don't think about what is transitioning Mm -hmm. you guys ever think about that just personally like what what you have to give up in order to move on Um, do you wait until something has to change before you do the next thing i don't even know i mean things just change and i think maybe it's because of my glow go with the flow nature or whatever but i feel like i i feel like things are always fluid and it's never like it's rarely me being like time to change. You're never like time Here's to stop. Here's what I'm going to change. Yeah, it's more just it kind of like falls away as something else comes in, and it it's kind of not a severe cutoff or something like That's that. That's really interesting. And what about you? Is it similar or different? Do you do you go like I really need to do this next step because that's like, where I want to be? Personal thing or a professional thing? Anywhere. I don't know. I was having a hard time thinking of an example of something that, like, I feel direct control over and, like, a personal or professional thing. It sort of just, like, evolves as things are going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it's not like I am. And maybe you feel differently. Maybe you feel like you're super steering your life. I feel like I am, (laughs) I am, like, I am steering, but I'm also, like, 
reacting and aware of you're like steering in an ocean where you're the massive current is pulling you along but you kind of can make subtle adjustments (laughs) along the way so you're reacting to your environment and you're like making choices like small choices that are leading in a direction but you're not intentionally like this is where i'm going right this second that might be something worth talking about as well because i guess i've always assumed that in order to get closer to the thing that you want to do you have to take those risks by just planning whatever you think that next thing is and so i do that as part of my like daily practice like yeah i think that's a metaphor for kind of where a you know where we started the conversation where here's your ultimate goal yeah you know you're you're a middle you're in the middle of the atlantic ocean and here's <laughs> yeah you know here's I'm where like, you're I need headed to get to land somewhere and you're you're so. always like paddling in the right direction but but currents are pulling you in other directions so hopefully you yeah. will end up there but you're kind of dealing with the long-term goal but also every situation that yeah, it presents itself i was gonna to say you. the one thing that i do think is like a strong pull or like the strongest current or whatever is a (laughs) is a mission so like anytime we're talking about light gray or what we're doing or what we want to do as a collective group or as a collaborative thing like it seems very clear and like there's no question it like I am totally fine making my own priorities and lists and getting everything organized for something to happen but it is infinitely easier to be a part of something else to like have a bigger purpose you know and so that's why I think anytime I think about what we're doing with light gray or what we're doing with I don't know in a creative industry it is easier to see a big future than it is as like a personal person I think you know. maybe well, that's, that's probably just... because everyone contributes a piece. So it's not like I'm going to quit everything and move in this direction. It's like, here's the direction we want to move. Jenny, what are you willing to give up in your life <laughs> to make <laughs> it move in this direction. direction? What is Lindsay willing to give up? What am so I willing to like give up? So we're like in a paddle boat together and not by ourselves. We're like, let's just ocean. make sure all of our paddles are, are rowing in the same thing. That direction. Chris's like two strong arms aren't on one side of the boat instead of... <laughs> Just on, you should just paddle equally everywhere. Yeah. Well, well, sometimes you might do more paddling or sometimes I might do more paddling, but together we figure out where we need to go and who's going to have to do what to do yeah, it. So and maybe somebody's navigating and somebody's, you know, in that way we can fall back on other people to like help out one. when. <laughs> yeah. So well, that makes sense. I'm like over there. <laughs> it's kind of like when you have people move your couches for you. You're like, this couch needs to go on this side of the room. And then so Chris yeah. is rowing and I am also rowing you're making sure that like the like the stuff the boat doesn't fall apart while yeah. we're rowing jenny's sending a newsletter about <laughs> oh where we're God. at in the ocean <laughs> and i'm like go over this iceberg chris and then jenny's like i don't think you should do that and then chris is like my arms hurt yeah that's like how I'm that like, works whatever iceberg it is yeah i'm like those icebergs look nice how about we try it <laughs> and see where it goes like how close can we get to how this before close you fall apart? yeah how many icebergs can we hit before this is destroyed? But I don't know. I, I like that. I think that that makes sense. I don't know. It's I always think about it. I think about it like every day of my life. I was sitting there telling my students and I'm like at least 10 years older than every single one of them, if not way older than that. And I'm just like, oh my God, you guys, life is a hustle. And it's just about figuring out like what you think you might want to do next and kind of going in that direction. And then just like keeping keeping some form of like, like you were saying, Chris, integrity with your, st- with your process, 
you know, and also like try not to make yourself do a lot more random stuff if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And by random stuff, I just mean like, you know, be considerate of why you're making your choices. I was complaining last week about how I was painting for like, I don't know, 25 hours or something like that. And then I just like painted over all of it at once. Never turned to anything, just a bunch of garbage. But I think about like process in the same way. I just, I really wish everything were so easy just to be like, that's what I want. There it is. I'm just going to walk towards it. I'm going to walk at a nice slow slash brisk and I think you, pace. I think you, I think you can. <laughs> I think there's definitely people who have singular visions or um, visions that are achievable. I think you have the tendency to do things that are bigger than just yourself. Yeah, so I don't like doing things by myself. But I think some people are perfectly okay with that and they can set smaller waypoints and they can just like... Well, achieve those to... and um set the next one and achieve that and and no, that's i thought you said eat cheetos and then yes. i was like wait what well that was what the goal was yeah <laughs> that's my goal eat some cheetos it's friday i can i can eat all the cheetos i want sorry i've just um dissolved the illusion here that we do this on a monday only you care about that illusion i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i was like guess what i do on friday evenings is i find my cheetos and then i eat them and then <laughs> sorry chris go ahead uh yeah so i think that there's definitely people who probably can be a little bit more focused there's people who like simplicity and then um it's just a little bit easier to achieve when you're not trying to achieve a billion uh, cast a giant net i guess i want to cast a giant net but i'm confused about it and i it's hard and then you just get all caught up in it and fall over it and you're <laughs> yeah. flopping around on the deck and being like, Jenny someone cut me out of this net. <laughs> She's like, get out of there. What are you doing? And I was like, the possibilities. <laughs> it's really, it's important. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think about it sometimes. I I think, I think everybody thinks about it sometimes. I don't know, you know, like it's comforting to see that everybody kind of has a different perspective, I think that whole conversation with class i mean i'm still thinking about it that conversation was on wednesday or monday i don't even remember but it was was like i don't know wednesday yeah and it's i'm still thinking about it even though i've given that talk like a billion times every time i give it i think like am i doing what i want to be doing and then i like reassess my like my big priorities like those three things that I said. Uh-huh. Am I doing those three things? I go, yeah. And then I'm like, okay. I just have to remember I'm learning while I'm doing it and that it's a piece of a bigger thing, although I don't know where. And then I need somebody to help me row it <laughs> so I can head in that direction. Chris, I'm looking at you also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm going to row it? Yeah. <laughs> you're, well, you're gonna well, I was thinking all, it's yeah. okay to change direction and, and have new goals for where you're going to end up to because if we all stayed on one course our entire life we would be a nation of a astronauts and firemen oh yeah oh i see what you Although that would be pretty awesome oh i was like star i trek. don't know where i was going with my commie. star trek aren't really firemen but they're all astronauts <laughs> yeah it's fine star trek's pretty good well i don't know that's a fine place to to end this conversation i don't know where we went or what we ended up but i i feel like that was good good it's food like life. for thought Life's yeah, it journey. is. Oh my God, just like life's journey. Well, okay. Speaking of life's journey, again, several 
journeys over here. Do you like that? <laughs> Journey oh, here to to participate in some of the stuff that's happening. Um, and if you need a real life journey again, couple spots left for Tegan White's workshop. That is a real journey. Um, and we have plenty of other things. By the way, um, in the next little bit, a couple people have been asking about when the next call for art is, and probably a couple weeks. So there are some details that we have to work out. We also, by the way, with the opening of the Iceland Residency Exhibition, we have the third season. Um, the 2016 Iceland residency applications that are going to be opening this summer. So um, some of you guys have sent um, some emails about that. All of the details are being worked out right now. So applications are going to be opening in just a little bit. If you want to be a part of the 2016 team that goes over to Iceland to explore and learn and um, make work together. So very cool stuff. So where can people find us if they want to find all this stuff? Well, you can go to blog.likewriteartlab.com where you can see everything that's going on. That's the number one hub for activity. Um, you can email us at podcast at likewriteartlab.com if you have anything, any, what was it last week? It was like personal, I don't know, if you if need you any, any counseling, yeah. <laughs> if you need counseling, you can tell from this podcast that we're going to give you really solid advice here. Yeah. And then if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at likewriteartlab, like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Tumblr, likegrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to this show on the iTunes Music Store or stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. And if you're at the iTunes Music Store, go ahead and give us a rating, any rating of your choice. Any rating is helpful, so um, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Lindsay always says five stars would be great. <laughs> um, I'll take <laughs> That'd be whatever. great if you feel like I'll Yeah, that'd be real nice. I don't know. So, um... But yeah, thanks again, you guys, for listening to us talk about all the life goals and all the things. So good luck with yours. I'm sure it will be fantastic. And we'll talk with you soon. Bye.